Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Gardening on C103 with Bandon Co-op Garden Centres in Bandon, Kinsale and Enniskeen. For top quality plants, advice and value, think Bandon Co-op Garden Centres. C103. And Peter Dowd on theirishgardener.com joining me. Good afternoon to you, Peter. Good afternoon, Patricia. How are you? I'm very well and you're very welcome. Let's get straight into questions. And it was an email that came in from Alma and I know John Paul has sent you on the picture of her poor, uh, dishevelled looking rose. And it says, here is a pic of the rose. It was fine up to last year. I pruned it back end of February. Also put some rose clear on it. It started to bud and then it stopped. What could be gone wrong with Alma's rose? I have bad news for Alma anyway, and I would think that it's dead. Now, why could be several things. Uh, I'm not a fan of using rose clear, but I'm not saying that has killed it, but it it possibly didn't do it any good. But um, it looks like it's got some kind of a fungal dieback, right? Um, Now, when it could have, when you prune a rose or any plant, obviously you're leaving an open wound. So infection can get in through that. So it's why it's important that uh, the cuts are very, very clean. Now, in this case, the cuts are very, very clean, but it's still unfortunate uh, that it could be it could be that that's where infection got in. Um, the, the, the other thing, and we speak a lot about disease control and disease prevention at the moment and hygiene in terms of controlling disease from, from the point of view of humans, obviously, but also it's very, very relevant when it comes to the world of gardening, Trish. So if you... If you um, if you don't clean, let's say, secateurs when moving from one shrub to another, you could spread disease very easy that way. So it could have been that. It could have been a dirty secateurs or something like that. Um, I can't say 100% what's caused it, but what I do know is that looking at the photograph here, it doesn't look good, I'm afraid. It looks like it's finished. I, 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 yeah, I would just yeah, complain if the compost it. bin. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, and you can't... Well, it's in a pot, isn't it? So it's clear it out and replant something new for next year. Yes, exactly. Yeah, plan, plan something else in that pot. But uh, yeah, that rose, unfortunately, is finished. OK, Paddy in Mallow has a problem with the roots of his cabbage. Something is eating at his cabbage roots. How to prevent it and how to treat it? You can get cabbage collars. So it's probably the, the larvae of the cabbage white butterfly uh, or cabbage fly. Sorry. The, the, and it gets in and it starts feeding away on the roots of cabbages now the best way to control it is you can get little cabbage collars which are little fleece collars that go around the base of the plant at soil level and they can't burrow under it uh, and that's by far and away i think the most effective way of dealing with it being honest okay and this is a, a problem that's just comes up every single year and i don't know if there's any solution how can i stop rabbits in my garden from eating my bedding plants that's more on the c103 on insta uh, rabbits well 
there, you know, there's something that I started using over the last couple of years, Trish, which I have found very, very good, and I have mentioned it before. It's a thing called Grazers. Now, Grazers is a range of products. It's absolutely chemical-free. It's they're, they're all based in calcium, um, and if you if you 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 basically you, you spray or drench the plants that you want to protect with the Grazers. They do them for a range of different pests, but the, their main one, their core one, was always for rabbits. So what you do is you drench the plant with a mixture of Grazers and water. If I just obviously the dose is on the bottle and the rest of it, or you can get a ready to use one, um, and that builds up the calcium, the levels of calcium within the plant, which is good for the plant in the first instance. But it also makes the plant totally unpalatable to the rabbits, so they won't go near it. But the trick is, uh, which I've discovered over the last two years, because I was using it before and was finding a mixed results. But now that I'm, I'm using it correctly, if you like, now that I've read the instructions properly, right? Um, if you drench those bedding plants with the grazers a few days before you plant them out and then drench so maybe when you get them it does require a bit of planning but like if you've got rabbits it is going to require a bit of planning so when you when you buy your bedding plants or if you're growing your own bedding plants about a week before you plant them out you want to drench them with the grazers and again about two days before you plant them out and then again on the day that you plant them out so it's not if you if you just plant them out and drench them with the grazers the chances are the rabbits may still go for them but if you if you preempt the rabbit attack, if you like, uh, and drench them about a week beforehand, and then about two days beforehand, and then on the day of planting, uh, you will find it very, very good and very, very effective. Okay, this is from Jim. I have, is it called Willamy Pine? Willamy? Yeah, the Wallamy Pine. Yeah. Wallamy, Wallamy Pine. Yeah. Uh, seven or eight years old. It's gone brown. I've watered it regularly, but I haven't overwatered it. I repotted it with recommended compost, but nothing seems to work. Any advice, please? Wallamy Pine tree is a very interesting plant. <clears throat> it's a plant that was thought to be uh, extinct, and a fellow called David Noble discovered it in a, in a gorge, in an inaccessible gorge in Australia. I think, I think I'm think i right in saying around 2003. Um it did a natural planting of it, a natural stand of it. it. To put it in context, the Wallamy pine tree should be like it would be like finding a living dinosaur in the plant it's world. A pre- I'm, okay, just, so I'm looking. I actually, I actually realised I have it in my garden. I didn't even realise I had one. Uh, yeah, it's, there it's, you go. It's, yeah, it's pre. Yeah, it's 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 a prehistoric plant. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, so it would, as I say, like in the animal kingdom, would be the equivalent of finding a living dinosaur. Um, so they're, they're a fascinating and fabulous plant, but. So it's a pity, obviously, that, that he's in trouble with this one. Um, I'm not sure, and I don't want to hazard a guess as to the answer as to what's caused it. He, he says he's repotted it using the correct compost and all yeah. that. Um, I'd need to see a picture, and if he can send in a picture, I'll certainly have a look at it, and I'll, I'll share it amongst my, my kind of plant anorak friends to see if anybody else has a suggestion. Does he, in the question, does he say, did he take it out of the ground and put it into a pot, or has it always no, been just, in a pot? No, just, he just said he repotted it, so I'm, I'm, the fact he said repotted it, I'm assuming it's in a pot. Yes, going from one into a larger. Yeah. So the the only the only thing that I can think of, I'm afraid, and it's 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 very well. I say I'm afraid, but it's very possibly the the answer actually is that it just dried out in its original pot. Uh, any plant, obviously, if it dries out, is 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 a goner. But uh, but I can't say for sure, obviously, yeah. without asking the caller or without seeing a photograph. Yeah, I was just looking in Australia. They describe it as the world's rarest tree. So there you go. Okay, there if you, you want to get a yeah. picture into us, uh, Jim, and we can send it on to Peter. Now, Michael in Mallow says, my lawn is off colour this year. I always had a lovely green lawn, but for some reason, it just doesn't seem to be taking off this year. Why is that? What would Peter recommend to bring it back to a lovely, rich, lush green colour? 
Well, as always with, with lawns and lawn care, Trish, it's kind of, it's more important as to what's going on under the grass as opposed to what we put on it over the grass. So if it's, if it's fading in colour, if it's not looking as healthy as it should, uh, look at maybe improving the growing conditions. So scarifying, which should be done in March. So it's too late to do scarifying now because we're, I know we're in for at least 10 weeks of glorious weather like we had at the weekend, Absolutely. hopefully. Um, yeah, so don't, don't, uh, don't, don't scarify it now. But scarifying, Trish, it just removes the buildup of thatch and debris at the soil surface and allows the air to breathe, or the soil to breathe. And you see, when you don't do this, you, it does lead to a, 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 the buildup of thatch and, and debris and decaying matter builds up at the soil surface quicker than it can decompose. And when that happens, uh, the grass stops thriving, which is, as the caller describes here, and it, it just it doesn't look as good as it should. So scarifying, I'm a great believer in scarifying for good to, to keep the lawn looking well. If you I, Don't do it now. As I say, March is the best month, but failing that, do it in September. OK, so scarify it then. Another good lawn maintenance cons- cons- regularly, if you like, is um, hollow tine aerating. So aerate it by taking out little pods of soil. Now, you, you don't, don't, don't do it by hand because you'll be there forever, but you can rent a machine to do it. Uh, and that's very effective. So it's all about improving the soil and improving the growing conditions. And I would say after scarifying it, and even if you want to put something on it now, go for the Irish product, the Lawn Gold. That's an environmentally sound lawn care product that... Um, and it's safe for you, as somebody was asked, talking to me about this yesterday, it's very safe uh, if you have animals or pets in the garden, the, the lawn gold. So what it does is it works by, by maintaining the optimum pH for grass growth, which is slightly alkaline, uh, and delivering the correct nutrient balance to the root zone for the, for the lawn. Um, so that would be what I would do now straight away is use lawn gold and in September, scarify it and aerate it straight away after. And you could even put the winter protect on it at that stage. Um, but it's all about what's going on below the grass, really, as opposed to above the grass. OK, Nora says, hi, Peter. I put up a tunnel this year and I'm delighted with it. But I have a problem with flies. There's a large amount of flies inside the tunnel. I did try a scented candle, but to no avail. I also put out fly paper, but it is only catching some of them. Any advice welcomed? Uh, I, 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 when she says flies or when the caller says flies, I'm guessing that it's um, like aphid flies, you know, these tiny flies like green fly and white fly as opposed to your, your house fly, if you like. So the, 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 the solutions really are all kind of cultural in terms of the sticky paper will, will certainly help locally and in, in, within the area of it. But the best, most important thing is to keep it very well ventilated. So let, make sure there's lots of air traveling through the tunnels. Any doors or flaps that can be opened, open them during this, the summer months. Um, I was going to say overwatering, make sure you're not overwatering, but in a tunnel that doesn't, tends not to be a problem. But if if you are watering a lot and if there's a, a lot of humidity in the tunnel, that will create conditions that these aphids will love. But then they're obviously also feeding, I would imagine they're feeding on something in the tunnel. So you try and find the source of what they're being attracted to as well. And if possible, even just remove that plant or take part of that plant out. Um, the only other thing then to suggest is uh, uh, for your plants, it won't necessarily, this won't necessarily get rid of the flies from the environment in there but it will stop them attra- attacking your plants is if you apply a, a garlic wash like we've talked about many times in the program Trish to, to your plants are the grazers which I mentioned a minute ago for, for rabbits grazers also do a fabulous calcium based product for um for for aphids it's it's for cabbage whitefly caterpillars and aphids so use that or use the garlic wash uh, on the plants and at least even if it doesn't remove them from the tunnel it'll keep your plants safe yeah yeah okay Eileen in Clan has sent on a picture she has harvested onions and garlics fine display of them she harvested them last Sunday the 13th but she's wondering will they dry out 
what uh would like would the droughts to be unusable i wonder yeah. what she means yeah like well no they, it's very early to harvest them but are they spring onions they are look like spring, yeah i know that they're, they're spring onions i can see they're scallions oh, sorry yeah because yeah. i was thinking it's very very early yeah, to, spring onions. so for spring onions yes they will dry out unfortunately once you've harvested them they'll start drying out and uh, when we harvest onions later in the year kind of in, in the autumn Obviously, we want them to dry out with that because that's what stores them. But with the spring onions, no, you'd need to use them quicker than that. Yes, unfortunately, they will dry out. So start giving them around to neighbours and friends. They'll be delighted, yeah, yeah, They'll yeah, be yeah. delighted to see you uh, coming. Hi, question for Peter. Is it too late to plant sweet peas? I bought them a few weeks ago and then forgot to plant them. Uh, and now the roots are growing upwards. Also, the amount of slugs in my garden this year seems to have doubled and they've already just destroyed pots of magnolias. I use plug pubs but is there anything organic I can use which are safe for dogs and wild birds? Okay, let's, okay. let's start um, with sweet peas first. Sweet peas, bought a few yeah. so I've got to plant them. Well, it, it, by the sound of it, so you've got sweet pea plants or seedlings as opposed to seeds. First of all, I thought the question was going to be on seeds and I'd say it probably is a bit too late, but, but you know, give it a go and if we get a good autumn, or yeah, get a good autumn, you'd still have blooms. But the fact is you have plants because as the way you're describing, the roots are now growing up out of the pot. So yeah, you have strong plants, so I would absolutely plant them out. Um, worst case scenario, they'll flower a bit later, but they'll still flower for you, so definitely plant them out. Okay, now on, to lose. on the slugs in the garden, there's, there's a couple of yes. people are saying the same thing, and I have to say, I had hedgehogs, and they're obviously not around this year, because I'm, I've got slugs in the garden as well. I haven't got a marigold left uh, with them. I just realised Vera is saying it's slug pellets, but she's looking for something yeah. more organic that's safe for, do- for dogs and wild birds. What would you suggest? Okay, well, I suppose what I'll do as briefly as possible, Trish, is in the on my own Facebook page the Irish Gardener I put up a video about a week or two ago outlining all the different or several at least of the different uh, organic methods of slug control so that's probably the best place to direct you to is my own Facebook page the Irish Gardener if you search the videos you'll see it in one of the last few videos up the, the organic methods of controlling snails but the, the bad slug pellets are the ones containing methaldehyde because they're the ones that will kill the hedgehogs the birds domestic pets they're toxic to all of us um, but, they're, but they're still widely available unfortunately so don't use them organic slug pellets contain ferric phosphate as an active ingredient which is safe but the, i think the best of all of them really is the, the the wool pellets it's a barrier product and it's called slug gone uh, and you create a barrier around your plants with these wool pellets which then biodegrade into the soil and they, they work well as a soil conditioner anyway it's just from sheep's wool and and the, the slugs can't get across these pellets when they get wet when you wet them they form a layer that the slugs can't get across so the, there are a couple of options but as i say there's more but i, I i'm conscious of time trish so uh, I would direct them towards the Irish Gardener Facebook, Facebook page. Have page. a look at the videos, the, the organic methods of dealing with slugs. Okay, yeah. and I take it Liz, is, Liz and Kinsale, her question is coming in directly as something you said earlier. She says, could you ask Peter, how do I disinfect secateurs and hedge cutters to prevent passing infection from one plant to another? Do you know, it's a good question. And I, should, I, should have, I should have mentioned it when I was, when I was talking about it. Um, any good disinfectant, even your Dettol, Dettol, have a Dettol, um, bucket of Dettol out with you when you're gardening, that'll do it. But you can also get, uh, I'm trying to think of the name, Growing Success. It's an organic brand and they do um, a garden disinfectant. And that's an, a, a, a Growing Success, I think it's just called Garden Disinfectant. Uh, and just have that to hand and wipe your secretaries with that. Uh, between because you see uh, the, the reason I brought it up was because if you're pruning one plant and if there's a disease on that plant that you're pruning you don't clean your secretaries you go and prune another plant you can very easily spread disease between plants that way yeah Margaret and Douglas is the problem that a lot of her flowers are being eaten by something is it uh, is there is there are there more slugs this year than other years 
Have you noticed, you know? <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I haven't particularly, but there are, I found them. I was uh, doing the shopping last night, Trish, down in Duns, and I opened my boot to put in the shopping, and I found half a dozen of them in the boot. Uh, so they seem to be everywhere. They seem to be taking uh, the mick out of me anyway. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, yeah, but, uh, but, that, but if something's eating the flowers, more than likely it's slugs, is it? Slugs and snails? Very probably. Very probably at this time of the year, yeah. It's the most likely culprit. It might be caterpillars, but it's much more likely to be slugs and snails, yeah. Okay, all right. Okay, and are you still live on Fridays on your Facebook page? Live on Fridays, okay. and just in fact, very briefly today, if anybody's interested, I'll direct you to a webinar for the, the DCC Host in Ireland is the name of the company, and they're they're launching a fantastic initiative to 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 have a thousand orchards to install a thousand orchards throughout the country to help with the, the pollinators. And I'll be live. I think it's at three o'clock Brilliant. on a webinar with Una Fitzpatrick from the All Ireland Pollinator Plan. Okay. Again, off to my Facebook page, you'll see the link. Okay, IrishGardener.com. Thank you for that, and that's where I leave you for today. Talk to you tomorrow. Court today on C103. With Sean Cusack Insurance's Kinsale, now part of McCarthy Insurance Group. Want great advice? You know who to talk to. CMIG.ie. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.